Shalom Aleichem. So I uh, wrote this text and again, like always, I'm finding it very challenging to translate my thoughts. First of all, to write them down is very complex for me. And then to translate that to English is uh, even just to read them again in Hebrew won't be the same as, uh, as while I'm able to write it down. So sometimes it's like... Uh, like an uh, ice cream cone that you put like seven, eight, nine, ten uh, spoons of, uh, of ice cream on it. Like you build a huge uh, tower on top of this uh, tiny cone. So sometimes words can be very short but contain so much. So. Let's try. So this world is a world of sights, marot in Hebrew. And they are all showing what that is in front of them. We're trying to explain the nature of the world, that the world is a world of reflections. And the reflections are like in nature, reflects what that is in front of them, like the mirror. Everything that is in front of them now, if the person is recognizing those sights that he sees as sights, he can see the complete picture. Imagine to yourself that you are in a certain room and there are thousands of mirrors standing in front of you. You can focus on what that all the mirrors together are reflecting, everything that is standing in front of them or that you are focusing on the fact that you're standing in front of mirrors and then you have that mirror that is doing this and that mirror that is catching that and you're, f you're missing the purpose of all the mirrors together reflecting the complete picture, okay? So you have those two options. And the word marot in Hebrew is a word. Okay, we say marot. Now marot means two things. It can be reflections, like sights, things that people can see, or that it's mirrors. It's the same word. Marot will be used as mirrors and also as sights, things that people can see. So the word that is reflecting ref those reflections is, um, is one word. It's called marot. And when a person is looking at the complete picture, when a person is looking at the fact that all the mirrors are reflecting the reflection and he tried to see what they reflect and he's not stuck in seeing the mirrors and looking at the mirror itself, he can see the reflection. So then he sees the unity of all those mirrors, of all those sights together. He can see a world of reflections, a world of sights. And he will recognize all the reflections that are being reflected by those mirrors. The complete picture he will see. Or that the person is not doing that. This is what we recommend. Like that is the best way. When a person is looking, oh man, look at all the light that is coming out. It's beautiful. He sees the picture. He looks at the reflections. Like 
1,000 or 1 million TV screens, television screens that are all showing the same movie. So you can see the movie or you can say, oh, look at that. that look at that. Look, you go into the pixels. So what's the use of going into the detail itself when you use, when you lose the ability to see the great sight, the great reflection? So we are talking now about the ability to see the complete reflection as the beautiful and recommended way of observation, of looking at things, or that the person is finding himself stuck in the details. For an example, if you have an issue with your car, so a person can say, okay, in my life there is an issue with the car, or that a person can say, oh, damn that car, like I hate that car, it was a mistake, and... It's or that you see the car as part of your life and you see the whole picture. Okay, now let's see what am I doing with my car, with my reality. What is the message of Hashem or whatever. Or that you're stuck in the problem. You have issues with your soulmate, with your life partner, with your children, with money. You can say, okay, let's see what are we doing. Like what life brought to, to our plate? What can we do? What should I do? What is the mission? What is the purpose? What's the use? What's behind it? Whatever. Or that you say, I have an issue. I have a problem. I don't know what to do. And you're stuck on the problem. So to be stuck on the problem is a mistake. Why is it a mistake? Because you don't see the whole picture. You don't see the truth. You see only part of the truth. So when you look at the complete picture of all the angles that are being reflected from all the mirrors, you can see the complete picture because every mirror is reflecting a different and unique angle that is different of all her friends. But in general together, when you col collect and gather them all together, so then you can see the reflection. You can see the reflection of the whole creation, the perfection of the being. And we are those as well. We are those mirrors as well. Because like we said, what the mirror, the mirror is reflecting is what that is standing in front of it. And the fact that it is a mirror is also a reflection of who we are, that we're also mirrors, we're also reflectors. If when I meet my friend and I learn from him things about myself, it's the exact same thing that happens to him when he sees me. He's also looking at me and finding himself in my face, in my speeches, in my thoughts. So we are those, we are those reflections as well. We, the ones who looks at those mirrors and seeing the sights, are being seen in those. We are being seen in those reflections and we are reflecting to them themselves and everything that they have as well, to their angle, to their, po to their point of view. And we are also like that. Our reflection is also surround ought. When you get into that word mar'ot, so when you look at the word mar'ot, so if you look at it when it is complete and it's explaining the meaning of reflections of all sides together, so then the word, um, so then the word mar'ot sites 
is expressing that wisdom of unity and completion. But if you go into that aspect of dividing, so also the word marot, we will break it. And how are we going to break it? We're going to break it to the word marot. What does it mean when you divide the word marot, like that aspect of separation that we mentioned, marot, you divide the word marot to two words, mar and ot, so you have bitter sign or bitter letter. So you fall into a world of bitterness. Mar is bitter. Ot is a sign or a letter. So when you see the picture in completion, in perfection, you see the sights, you see the whole picture. But if you go and you stuck into the details, so from the Hebrew wisdom of understanding the nature and the essence of every word and word by the way that it's written, you can learn some deep message here. That if you go into a world of dividing, you will find yourself experiencing the meaning of dividing the word marot to mar and Ot. Mar is bitter. Ot is a sign or a letter that is actually very similar message. So when a person is falling to a world of dividings, so then he's experiencing the bitterness of every sign and sign. Like we said, I am stuck with that car. I don't know what I'm going to do with this issue. I'm in a problem with that thing that just happened to me and you don't see the whole message. You cannot understand it in perfection. Therefore, the person must increase his own awareness to the complete picture to understand and to see in deeper and deeper and deeper ways the completion of the message, what Hashem is trying to tell us. There are words in Hebrew that are very, very deep and very, very special. And they hold a very deep message um, that can throw us to places that are very, 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 very deep and meaningful. For an example, like the letter Chet. When you pronounce the letter Chet, when you, when you read the word chet of the name of the letter chet, not when you pronounce the, the, the letter itself, just when you say the word chet. So it sounds like two different words. One is chet that is a sin and one is chet that is the real name of the letter. So the letter chet can be heard as something else that is a sin. But actually, you write the letter Chet in a different way. So you have two ways to write the letter Chet. One is Chet Yud Taf. That's the right way to write the letter Chet. Chet Yud Taf. That is a word that express Chiyut, life, wisdom. And you have another way of writing the word Chet. Chet Tet Aleph. And it sounds the same, but it's actually expressing the word sin. So what is 
the meaning of that duality, of those two options that you have with the word chet, that a person can find himself or receiving chiyut and life from saying thing as it is and reaching the message and connecting himself to the truth of that thing, like that we just explained, that if you say chet and you think about the letters that the letter chet is written with, chet yud taf, you will get chiyut, you will get life. But if a person will fall into a world of lies, so then he will say chet, but the meaning will be opposite. It will be a sin, like chet tet aleph that we just said. So you have that wisdom that is treasured in the Hebrew language, like we just explained. What is the meaning of lie? A lie, when a person is lying. He's telling you something, you're going to hear something from him that sounds as one thing, when the real truth is different, is a second thing, totally different. So, in that letter Chet, you have two ways. One is the right way and one is the wrong way. When I say Chet, you can hear the truth. That is that the word Chet, that is the name of the letter Chet, is being written with Chet Yud Taf. Chet. And then it is teaching you a wisdom that is based on truth. Because you can hear what that you said. It's one thing. You don't have two things. You say chet and you talk about the letter. And you are also pronouncing it with the same letters. Chet yud taf. And in the end, the meaning of the word chet, chet yud taf, that is written with chet yud taf, is representing chiyut, life and goodness and wisdom, like we said. But if a person fell to a place of lies, so when he will say the word chet, even though that it will be heard as the same word, chet, it will be written in a different way, chet tet aleph. And then instead of saying what he meant to say, he just said something that sounds as truth, but he twisted in his intention and said the word sin. So you see that the nature of lie is being presented here and brings the person to a place of sin, to a place of failure. I believe that it's very complex to understand that in English. In Hebrew, it's fantastic. It's very, very deep. It's very, very sweet and wonderful. Also, in, I, I, uh, I, when I wrote it, I wrote many, many lines, many, many lines. And it's very, very hard and complex for me to translate every detail. And while I'm trying to do it, I, I'm finding it uh, more and more um, deeper and complex from uh, from being able to do so. But um, it's hard. <laughs> it's not easy to bring down this uh, this knowledge. But in any case, I um, maybe I will give you another example um, about Hebrew, and we're going to try to wrap that um, conversation with that. 
So, for an example, a person is suffering and going through difficulties and challenges in life, so he wants to come to place of rest. Word rest in Hebrew, the word rest in Hebrew is menucha. A person wants to find a place to rest. He wants to rest. It's called menucha. So, the menucha is a word that we write mem, nun, vav, chet, hey. Those are the letters that builds the word menucha, rest. Now, what is the explanation? Like we said before, you have the completion of the word. You can express the wisdom that is treasured in the complete word or that you can break down the word to parts and then you're breaking it. So sometimes you can break it to pieces and by breaking it to pieces, you're going to reach to deeper layers of it and greater understandings will appear, will be revealed, or that you are losing the essence of its perfection and you fall into a world of separation, like the first example that we said with the word marot. Okay, so now we're talking about the word menucha, that is rest. So when you say the word as it's written, as it is written, menucha. So the meaning is rest, beautiful meaning. But if you break it down, means if you go to a world of separation, means you drop, you lose your connection to completion, to unity, to oneness, then you divide it to the next option. You cannot divide every word to any combinations that you want. You have meanings to the words in Hebrew. So, there is a word that is called manu, mem nun vav. What it is, it's counting. They were counting. Manu is they were counting. So, they were counting. This is when you fall from the word rest that is menucha to the world of dividing, to separations, the world of, world of separation. So first meaning of the first three letters of the word menucha is manu. Manu was, is, was counting. So you see that when you start breaking the word menucha to words, to parts, first thing that you have is manu, they were counting. The meaning of the word they were counting is already dividing. You see the amazing wisdom that is installed? When you try to break the complete word menucha to words, first thing that you have is that you lose your rest. That they were counting, counting and counting and counting and counting. And the verse is saying, looking for many numbers, many accounts, many countings. You lose track. Counting and counting and counting and counting. It's dividing and dividing and dividing and dividing. It's a world that is a nightmare. And then, menu, cha. What is that cha? Like we said before, the letter chet, right? We just spoke about the letter chet. You got some introduction on the letter chet. Chet is the sin. So if they were counting, so chet, manu, menu, cha. If they were counting, so then chet, sin is coming. A person is falling to that place of sin. If people are falling from completion, from perfection, 
from unity, from oneness. They're falling into counting, into judging, into criticizing, into dividing, dividing, dividing. And then from that they're falling into sin. They're falling into sin. And like we said before, the letter Chet has two meanings. One is sin goes back, like we said, because it goes back to Manu, to they were counting. The reason for the Chet is for the sin is because they were counting, because the person fell to world of dividing. And the healing of it is the second way of reading the letter Chet as it is written. Chet from the word Chiyut, from the word Chaim, life, wisdom, like we mentioned before. And where you get your life from, from Chay HaChaim, from the source of life, from Hashem, that He is Chay HaChaim. And this is why the next letter in the word Menucha is Hey. And Hey, of course, represents the name of Hashem. Hashem with the letter Hey. Like we always say, and like when people are writing the name of Hashem, like without writing the name, just in Hebrew, they want to say Hashem, they write the letter Hey. Like you're going to write H in English probably. So the letter Hey is the option for you to correct. Like we said, you have Manu. Manu is counting, world of dividing. In the middle you have Chet. Chet goes to that place that if you fall to world of separation, you sin. And if you go to the other direction, to Hey, so you get Chiyut, you get life, you recover, you go back to place of happiness, of, of, of truth, of wisdom. Now, we would want to say, and I'm going into a, even a deeper, deeper meaning of, of, of that explanation, of the letter Hey, the last letter, I'm going to write it for you to have the letter Hey written in front of your eyes. Here, you can see the letter Hey. So when we write the word Menucha, so we're coming from this direction to the letter hey okay and here is the letter hey so we would expect that the letter hey will be the one to heal the sin right here we're going to have the letter chet of the word sin that we mentioned before that can be also a sin and also chiyu the source of life so we said if it will go to this direction over here it will find the word Manu. Manu was counting. Fall into the place of Chet. Chet is the word that can represent sin if it goes to this direction of counting, of dividing. And if it goes to this place, so it will find the letter Hey. That Hey is the Hey of Hashem that represents life. So we would expect that the Hey, the Chet that is meeting the Hey will find the Hey from its open side. You see, hey has two sides, one that is closed and one that is open. So we would hope, we would expect with our logic that the chet will find its way into the hey from this wonderful side, but that's not what we see in reality. In this word, chet meets the letter hey in its closed side. So that it looks, it seems like there is no entrance. And the verse is saying, Yemin Hashem pshuta lekabel shavim. The right side of Hashem is open to accept the ones who are coming back. 
So how can it be that the right side of the letter He of Hashem is reached out, is open to accept the ones who wants to do tshuva when that side is really the closed side and it's not the open wide one? How can it be? Because when a person is going to this place of duality, of options, of mistakes, it's like the twilight zone. It's a place of illusions. It's a place of mistakes. It's a place that the person has to go through some challenges. So it will seem to you like Hashem is showing you his back, like that his right arm is not open for you. But it's only because that you fell into world of dividings. So again, in the world of dividing that, like we mentioned before, you have dividings that are breaking the meaning. Also here, we found ourselves losing the meaning of the letter He and coming to judge the letter He by its shapes. And that's another aspect of dividings. So if you fell to that place of dividing that you look at the shape of the letter and you look at the size and the measures and, this, and, and, and its nature, you fall even deeper into that world of illusion, into that world of separation. And therefore it seems to you that even, that, even though that you came to Hashem and you came to that place of seeing and finding Hashem and seeking for Hashem, you found a, a closed door in front of you. But it's only because you kept on searching in a way of dividing, in way of separation, and you did not get the message that the right arm of Hashem, right side of Hashem is always open <coughs> to accept the ones who are coming back. So again, always uh, probably very hard for you to understand what i'm saying or else maybe that you are so wise and bright and you understand everything very fast so i'm happy for you but if not so please watch this whole video again and for sure it will brighten your mind and will allow you to access into deep ancient wisdom that is treasured in the holy letters and holy words of the holy language of the hebrews if you go and pull yourself to that energy of completion, of unity, of oneness, you will find perfection, you will find wisdom, you will find life. But if a person's mindset is into dividings, into separations, he is destined, he is forcing himself to fall into a place of suffering, of bitterness, of illusions and mistakes. May Hashem bless us all with wisdom and greatness and never to feel no kind of sorrow, pain or loss in our lives. Amen. Blessings and greetings to all. Amen. All the nations with me, close your eyes, just breathe, see the truth, don't chase the fake world, don't buy the fake news, be yourself, your own true self, don't let no one take our natural wealth, see the good, no fear, no despair, cherish who that you are, and share. Source of power, from an endless spring, light of courage, in your
in yourself yeah. They can kick you down to the ground Hold yourself up till you are put up your crown King of the creator, holy soul inside Focus on the spiritual and you shall